3: The NBA owners are feeling guilty. Not because their players are underpaid, because NBA players average $6.4 million a year. That's average. And 18 of the 25 highest paid teams in the world are in the NBA. It's because they're still referred to as owners. Uh, Somebody with too much time on his hands mentioned a little while ago that he thought NBA owner... Uh, since three-fourths of the players are black, shouldn't be referred to as owners um, because of, you know, slavery. It's unbelievably juvenile and stupid, but the white guys who own the teams and run the league, they can't afford to be called racists. Everybody knows that. So today the commissioner, a white guy, by the way, named Adam Silver, says that he has endorsed the idea that the league should not endorse the term owner. He says the league actually moved away from the term a few years ago, uh, and they call their owners governors. I don't know if that's true. Uh, he says that I, maybe they do in their, in their office suites and, uh, when they have their meetings or on uh, their stationery. I, I don't know, but I don't, uh, they call NHL owners, not, they don't call NHL owners governors. They call NHL owners owners, but, uh, the people who are in charge of making decisions for the owners at league meetings, sometimes they're one and the same, but they are known as governors in the NHL. So they'll have a governor's meeting. That doesn't mean the owners are meeting. It means the might be an owner involved, but it's the people in charge of making decisions for the franchise. Anyway, uh, he says the uh, that league actually moved away from the term a few years ago And I'm not sure I'm buying that, but that's what he says. Of course, there were probably lots of really bad governors, by the way, who perpetrated uh, slavery for a long, uh, perpetuated, I should say, slavery for a long time, uh, a long time in a a lot of states. But uh, governor sounds a lot better. Now, if I had the chance, I'd like to ask Adam if the governors of the teams in the NBA govern any other businesses besides their basketball team, and if they refer to themselves. Uh, you know of of uh, governors of say a restaurant, and if they you know own a restaurant that might actually include some black employees, would they actually have to refer to themselves as governors? It's stupid beyond belief and a waste of everybody's time uh and energy that could be spent somewhere else you know talking about thinking about attempting to do something that might actually matter. But that's where we are. Somebody's actually worried about a word and how it might, I don't know, demean someone or make them feel bad or trigger them, I guess it would be the word, if NBA players can be triggered. So, But anyway, from now on, please don't refer to the owner, or or should I say, the person who is in possession of an NBA franchise as an owner. He or she is now the governor. And coming up in our second half hour, we're going to talk to a former NFL cornerback played in the NFL for 10 years who happens to be black. And he'll tell you that it's the stuff with the governor and the owner and all that is just typical liberal stupidity. Burgess Owens will be with us in the second half hour. And coming up after the break, we're going to have a conversation about something we've been uh, dealing with here for, I don't know, maybe a couple of months now, a drag queen story hour. That's when a drag queen is invited to a library, in some cases a, a public library funded by tax dollars, to read stories to little kids. There's a drag queen story hour scheduled for Carnegie Library in Oakland this Sunday, if you're interested in taking your kids. And when we come back, we're going to talk to the Carnegie Library manager of communications about that. Stick around.
1: Girls will be boys and boys will be it's a mixed up, mumbled up, shook
0: up world. Oh, it's up my nose. La
3: la 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 la. We've been telling you about something called miracles in moon for a few weeks here, and uh, the president and CEO Mike Magolik joins us. Thanks for having us, John. We appreciate all the support. Mike, your son has a genetic disorder that makes him someone who will appreciate this field, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Our youngest son, Luke, has a rare genetic disease called five p 5P-. minus. About thirty to thirty-five kids a year in the U.S. are born with wow, it. Oh, that's all. Um, yeah, so the main reason that we're building this field with the help of the community is that we want everyone. To have a team, everyone to use a restroom with the dignity that they deserve, mm-hmm. and have families to have a safe place to play.
3: You're not getting any federal taxpayer money here, right? So this is all donations that's going to get this thing done? Yeah, that's correct. Everyone talks about how great Pittsburgh
1: is, and our board can definitely feel that because the money that we've raised, close to $2 million, have been from individuals, companies, and foundations.
3: And if you'd like to see how you can help, please go to the website. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. miraclesinmoon.org.
2: Once upon a time many years ago customers would find your business with this big thick book full of phone numbers and competitors phone numbers it was a heavy cumbersome yellowish looking thing i believe they called it a phone book you'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call hello we've come a long way now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses used to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. So you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers.
1: You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Traczynski started the Original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditch the high-pressure sales tactics all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour. A tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee and so many more more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join Mike Gallagher and Dennis bricker on the Stand with Israel tour by going to The Answer PGH Dot com slash israel that's the answer pgh.com slash israel
0: this is the john stacker show on am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer well
3: we've been talking about it uh here for off and on i guess for a couple of months drag queen story hour at the local library uh, and in case you haven't heard, it is coming soon to a library near you. That would be the Carnegie Library in Oakland this coming Sunday. Suzanne Finnis is the manager of communications at Carnegie Library. She joins us now. Thanks for being here, Suzanne.
4: Thanks for having me on, John. Glad that we have the opportunity to talk.
3: Okay, so what is a Drag Queen Story Hour, and why is it a good idea?
4: Sure. Um, Well, the library presents um, our Dry Queen Story Hour. So what it is, it's a series of family-friendly programs, and they actually provide a unique and diverse experience for the family. It came about, um, at least for our library system, in 2017, and it began as a monthly, a six-month pilot program down on our Northside location. It was wildly successful. Um, parents loved it and and actually it was done in response because there were area families who requested this kind of specific programming for their children Um, and so since that pilot program, the program has taken off other libraries in our system have requested it and we have been able to provide this story time um, for the last, uh, I guess, year and a half.
3: Uh, It's obviously been pretty quiet because in other places there have been uh, lots of demonstrations against them. Uh, You haven't had any problem with that?
4: Um, we do have some people that don't like the idea of having Dry Queen Story Hour, but for the most part, it's been very positive. We have a lot of families who come um, week after week or whenever then it's, um, it's presented. Um, the story time itself is a great time for children. It, it actually promotes um, kindness and understanding. It teaches children that it's okay to be different, that we are not cookie cutters of each other, that having a difference of opinion is also important. And that being the best person that you can be um, is is what anybody could ask for.
3: Um, How many kids and parents are you expecting and what might the average age of the kids
5: be?
4: Sure. So our story hour, this particular story hour, is from birth to age five, and it's actually going to be on Saturday, this coming oh, Saturday. Oh, I said Sunday. Our, I'm sorry, Saturday. You said okay. Sunday. No, that's quite okay, in our, Sunday, in our Oakland location. And um, for the past you know, year and a half, we've had a variety of numbers who have come to the library. So I have seen um, 100 children at Drag Queen Story Hour, and I've seen as, as low as 30. So mm-hmm. it is, it's quite popular
3: now here, here's my question um mm-hmm. when you say birth to five mm-hmm. um now i did see a video a while back that was a uh, the drag queen had a beard and he was reading to kids oh. now i mean everything else was feminine you know uh, mm-hmm. except for the for the facial hair and um and and i'm th- i'm wondering i mean if if you're if you're a, dealing with a kid who's three or four years old unless it I mean, it would be very confusing if the if this person who's looking and acting like a woman had a beard but even without that what does how how is a four-year-old even able to grasp the idea that this is a man dressed as a woman doesn't he just think it's a woman anyway
4: oh i can't stay for what the, the child would, would <laughs> yeah. think um but um our drag queens are performers so they actually um, are kind of the exaggerated, over-the-top personality, and I think that's what really resonates with the children is seeing somebody so exaggerated um, that they can identify that there's um, you know, self-exploration and creativity right. and that it kind of helps that child embrace their own differences. And so it does teach the, the child to be kind and, and teach respect um, and, and really um, understand that people are different and it, it's okay to be different.
3: Uh, now, I'm, I'm a little – I'm sorry about this one, Suzanne. You're, you're talking about teaching a three-year-old kid respect. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what that they don't know what that word means, and and f- and for again, I don't understand. I under, hey, look, if you're doing that for older mm-hmm. kids, I don't necessarily agree with the uh, with the concept. But mm-hmm. if it, but if if you're doing with kids who are old enough to grasp the concept that this is a woman, I mean, this is a man performing, mm-hmm. and and uh dressed as and and acting like uh, as a, a woman presenting himself as a woman and then that whatever the lesson is that you think they learn from that I, I i don't again i don't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. it but i i understand what you're trying to do there but with with mm-hmm. uh with toddlers and babies why not just have a woman do it how, how do they and if they don't if they if they don't mm-hmm. grasp the idea that it's a man oh. how are they what's the lesson they're learning
4: Well, I think the lesson is having that performer who is so exaggerated and over the top. And I can tell you it's not just so much the story hour itself. Um, There are songs and crafts and a a bunch of um, things that go along with the the story hour at the Carnegie Library. And our performer is paired with a child expert, so it's not just the performer reading to children and and, and kind of going through these different lessons. It's actually a, a child, a children's librarian, a specialist who works alongside the performer, to kind of cultivate different themes, such as the respect and kindness. Um, What I can tell you is the, the one story hour that I went to, the book that they chose to read, and I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it was about a little girl who had curly hair. And all of her friends had straight hair. And she didn't like her curly hair because it made her different. But in the end, she realized that that's what makes her her right. and her friends, you know, loved her because of who she was, and I think that's kind of the positive message. And if if it's a performer that helps the child understand that, um, it, I have never seen a child be afraid in Story Hour. I've never seen them leave crying, except to say that they had to go home. Right. And it's just um, it's just a, a positive experience, I think, for the families who go there. Now, I do recognize, and the library recognizes that this particular Story Hour it might not be right for all families, and so that's why the library does offer a variety of story programs, you know, including sensory story time. So our drag queen story hour is very loud. There's a bubble machine. They have different musical instruments that they use. And so we do have a sensory story time for children who kind of need that that time, who maybe have some sensory or are on the autism spectrum and kind of need that quiet time in order to to digest uh, different information.
3: Well, I guess uh, to me, the the story you just uh, described about the girl with the curly hair, that's a very nice lesson and um it it it's the kind of lesson that has been taught i, I think uh to kids for a long time without drag queens mm-hmm. so i mean I, I, think, I still don't understand the the addition of the drag queen to me you're adding you're adding some confusion there that you don't need to have you can teach that well, lesson the- without a drag queen I guess is what I'm saying
4: you could, but I do think that a lot of the families who specifically requested this type of programming um, are looking for um, a specific type of programming. They're looking for a space that promotes understanding that's a safe space an inclusive space for families. Maybe they come from a non-traditional family and they have the opportunity to meet other families like them that they may were not seeing and other story hours that we have have it at the library so i think it does fill a void for some families who really want this type of programming
3: well will the kids be again if you're talking about a two or three year old Mm -hmm. barely is is barely talking there's not a whole lot you can explain to a, a kid that age but um is there is there a will it actually be explained to them that this person is a man dressed as a you know, acting uh, uh, acting as a woman? Or is this person presented to them as a woman who just is, as you say, flamboyant and over-the-top?
4: Mm-hmm. So when our performers enter the room, um, they are presented as our performers. Um, it would just be like any other performer who comes in for a library program. But they happen to be a little over-the-top and, um, you know, in, in drag. Um so that we don't. you don't sit down and explain to the child. And, I, and honestly, some children, I don't think, understand that it's a man dressed as a woman. Um, but I, I think that having a performer, that's, that's really what the, the child gravitates towards. You know, they're, they're looking at having the fun, having someone who's completely over the top, um, and having that, that experience.
3: They, they might get the same thing with Ronald McDonald. I mean you know it's 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 uh, uh kids like that you know I've been around kids they like clowns they like over the top things uh, if you're not telling the kid what's going on yeah if you're not telling the right. kids what is going on i, I i'm not cat- ke- i'm not getting mm-hmm. how uh, no uh, which brings me to another question mm-hmm. uh, what is uh, what what's the, the oldest uh group of kids that might be there what's what ages does, would you you know if you had this for older kids
4: mm hmm um, so this particular program is looking at children up to I'm sorry, up to grade five, I said five years old, so yeah. up to grade five.
3: Oh okay. oh, so this is mm-hmm. this is birth to grade five, not birth, to grade five, not to five years grade. old, okay.
4: To five so, years old, so grade five.
3: but, but is there one for kids older than that?
4: Currently, this is the program that we offer through so birth through grade five and their and their caregivers.
3: It's again. I, I'm. I'm. Uh. And we're talking to, to uh, Suzanne Thinner. She's the manager of communications at Carnegie Library, where they will have a um a drag queen story hour this Saturday. Um. If it would seem to me that you would, if you would bring in kids who understand the difference between the sexes, uh, and and you're you're trying to promote a um an acceptance of people who have gender fluidity. Uh, that you would actually be more, you would be accomplishing more by having older kids who actually grasp it, and that—that's what I guess I, I'm having a real hard time understanding, sure. like a six-year-old that doesn't know the difference between a man and a woman, other than what they're wearing, and and uh, how how what, what the how it benefits them that much.
4: Sure, I know I do understand, and the one thing that we do want to separate is. This is a performance. This has nothing to do um, with hypersexuality or any type of sexuality. It's to show that there are different types of people in the world. And this is just one of the ways that we did in response to area families who are looking for this type of programming with their children.
3: And and these families, are are many of them, most of them, any of them, Um, are they uh, uh, um, gay couples? Are they transgender? Uh, or Or are they mostly just straight? Um. Just straight so, parents. So I don't. I'm, I'm, so, I'm searching for a word so, that won't offend anybody. But you know.
4: there, there's a, a lot of different types of families: some traditional, some non-traditional, who come to the event.
3: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, have you seen? Uh, this is something that I that really bothered me. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if this if this is even related, but I could get you to comment on it if you've had any in, in, um, any uh, conversation about it. Have you seen okay. any of the famous little boy drag queens on TV? I have not, no. Um, do you know, I don't know if you, what you know what I'm referring to. There's a guy, he's, there's a kid that's 11 years old. I mean, he was on Good, Manning, Good Morning America. And what he was doing was very sexualized. You know, it was a, mm-hmm. it was a, uh, a boy dressed as a girl, but dancing uh, very, almost to the, the only thing that was missing was a pole. And mm. it was celebrated by the the people on Good Morning America, and I'm wondering if th- that would be something that you would ever have at your at a, at a story hour.
4: Mm. Well, I can't comment about what other story hours are like. This does happen throughout the country. But in our story hour here at Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh, it has nothing to do with with sexuality. It has everything to do with acceptance. Um, It has everything to do with respect and kindness and diversity. Um, And and that's pretty much how we have the, the story hour laid out. So there are stories, there are songs, there's music. Um, and, and the children really embrace the literacy and learning component of the Story Hour.
3: Is there a Drag King Story Hour planned anytime?
4: No, we don't have any of that planned. This is the, the one coming up Saturday is our last one for the season, and we currently don't have any more planned. Um, you know, we have to look at our next season.
3: And the, I know that there's a Drag Queen Story Hour website, and that you mm-hmm. you can go through them to get performers. Is that how you set this up?
4: no I um, actually there there are national this does happen in different parts of the country such as New York San Diego I think um, Houston as well so there are a number of these story hours throughout the, the country our story um, our volunteers our performers are complete volunteers and they um, go through the vetting process through our volunteer coordinator uh, they have all their clearances on file as do all volunteers and staff who work with children and they are required to update them um, through the the PA law.
3: Yeah, uh, there were a couple in Houston that were found to be um, sexual se- uh, sex offenders. Uh, right, and
4: it's, it's very unfortunate that does put a stain on these types of programs yeah. throughout the country. But we do vet all of our our volunteers, and they do have all of their clearances on file with us.
3: Now, what would your reaction be to say if, say, if the if the NRA wanted to have to come and read stories to kids about the history of the gun in the United States, something like that? I well, mean.
4: Well, we do develop programs based on customer feedback and input, and so if there were people that were interested in having a certain program at the library, we would be receptive to learning more about that.
3: Okay, uh, I, I only have about a minute uh, twenty left. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, again, this thing is on Saturday. Is there? A, mm-hmm. Is it free? To anybody mm-hmm. who wants to go? Or do you have and.
4: So you do have to have a child, um, that's, that's one of the caveats, and it is in our children's department, it is off to the side, so anybody who visits the library probably wouldn't know that it's happening unless they're specifically there for it.
3: Okay, but, but I mean, you, if, if someone is listening now and wants to bring their kids down to see it, to mm-hmm. see what it's all about, that you just show up, there's no tickets? or
4: Sure, absolutely, there's no tickets, there's no admission charge. If you have a family that you would like to bring, you're more than welcome to.
3: I okay Suzanne I really appreciate you being here to talk about it uh, it's a subject that I'm uh, I, I've been talking about a lot here I'm, I'm not that mm-hmm. thrilled with the idea and I mm-hmm. hope I wasn't I didn't I didn't want to ambush you no. so I no, hope no, I, I no, hope no. I asked you some fair questions and you were able to get out what you wanted to get out there appreciate it
4: you, you did I'm glad we had the opportunity to have the conversation
3: Thank you Suzanne okay all right.
4: Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Okay.
3: And we will be back just uh, just a second here on the John Stoggerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around.
1: With SRN News, I'm Ron Durokstra President Trump is taking action to force hospitals to publicly post their prices.
0: In a bid to keep health care costs down, the president signed an executive order that calls on hospitals to disclose the actual prices of their common tests and procedures. We believe the American people have a right to know the price of services before they go to visit the doctor.
1: He called it a truly historic day. First time ever. First time it's ever been
0: done. And he claimed the cost of health care will go way, way down. Greg Clugston,
1: the White House. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's met with Abu Dhabi's influential crown prince to sell the Trump administration's idea for maritime security in the Persian Gulf amid heightened tensions with Iran. Pompeo was heard telling Prince Mohammed bin Zayed Monday the plan would involve the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and another 20 countries. This is SRN News.
3: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. And for a record nine years in a row,
2: J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination.
1: Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay .88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Joe Walsh has seen it all
0: from the left. Christine Quinn is her name. Giving the Democrat view on abortion.
4: When a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside of her. It's part of her body.
0: I- I've heard a lot. You heard her. It's not a human being. What? What is it then? A fish? What is it? A pineapple? The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7, on
1: AM 1250. The Answer. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at Nelloconstruction.com.
0: Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA,
1: Pellapittsburgh.com. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire, at 412-471-7675.
2: Outbound 28, picking up some volume between the Veterans Bridge and Highland Park Bridge. On the outbound Parkway East, it's slow Fate Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the outbound Parkway West, it's also busy from Banksville Road to Carnegie and inbound between Greentree and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Lane restrictions on Homestead to Kane Road between Grant Avenue and Homebell Road and West Mifflin, and that's for construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer,
5: weather. Through this evening, we'll have thunderstorms in the area, severe in some areas with damaging wind and hail. Downpours can lead to flooding as well. Mainly cloudy late tonight with a low 65. Partly sunny tomorrow with lower humidity, cooler with the high of Pleasant 80. Partly cloudy, low 63 tomorrow night. Then Wednesday will be partly sunny, warm and turning more humid again with an afternoon thunderstorm, high 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. The John wall Show, AM 1250,
0: The Answer.
3: Well, the Democrats will be debating later this week and just about all of them will be telling you that therefore reparations for the black descendants of slaves. Well, here's a black descendant of slaves who said this in his testimony to Congress on the subject last week.
6: I do not believe in reparation because what reparation does, it points to a certain race, a certain color, and, and it points them as evil and points to the other race. My race as one that is not only becomes racist, but the, the, but also beggars. I do believe in restitution. Let's point to the party that was, that was part of slavery, KKK, Jim Crow, that has killed over 40% of our black babies, 20 million of them. State of California, 70, 75% of our black boys cannot pass standard reading and writing tests, a democratic state. So, yes, let's play rest, 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 restoration. Let's play rest, restitution. How about a Democratic Party pay for all the misery brought to my race?
3: That was Burgess Owens, a former NFL cornerback and the author of three books. His latest is Why I Stand, and Burgess joins us now. Burgess, thanks for being here. Thank you. So so what, 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 <laughs> was, you, the, what was the reaction to your uh, statement to Congress last week about reparations uh, from the Democratic Party? Well, you know,
6: it's interesting. I had um, there's a lot of positive feedback. I think most of America... Gets it. Now, we, we understand that uh, uh, we, the people, have done way too much to get our entire country moving forward to, to look back 20 years ago and start pointing fingers. So uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do so. I think we have to re- recognize, and I made this point starting off, that what we're really fighting uh, is not the black and white, is not the slave and, and all that stuff. It's, it's the Judeo Christian values that allow us to move forward to see each other from inside out, not outside in. To forgive and, and 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 every generation become better and better versus socialists and Marxists who will not allow allow us to move forward. Uh, they're trying to find something to, to divide us. Uh, they understand that this process, this reparation thing, will not work, but they still see it as a way to get their low information um, uh, voter, the voters, the ones who who do believe in, in welfare, do, do believe in pointing fingers to get out and vote. And uh, that's so that's what it comes down to. We just have to recognize. Uh, what it really is, is all about is not, uh, not, not a serious conversation, for sure.
3: So, so why do you believe black voters continue to be so devoted to the Democrats? That's changing.
6: <laughs> you know, that, that, it's, a, it's a very good question. Uh, I, I, was a Democrat, I was a Democrat years ago, and it's something about just, uh, you know, we, we, we've been able to listen to what they say and not, not, not pay attention to what they do. Um, and what's happening now, they're beginning to lose, uh, the black vote in, in big numbers. I think the greatest present to us was president Obama, because he was such a lousy president that, uh, everybody's began to wonder what happened to hope for change. And as we begin to ask those questions and of course, president Trump, <clears throat> we just put the, the right numbers in place where, uh, the highest percentage of growth in terms of black business ownership, uh, lowest em- employment, unemployment numbers, all those things began to really resonate with every, every American. And I think the black, uh, Black uh, communities beginning to to leave that plantation, and uh, that's what their big concern is at this point
3: what it, it, uh, I'm a white guy, so uh, you know i don't I will never know, but uh, what is it that might if it's, uh, if that's the case, prevent a black person who might be leaning that way from making the jump? Uh, and be, because of what he might get from his black friends and 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 uh, black family members for you know being called a house Negro and all and <laughs> a, you know all that stuff, what, how much of that is you know, there? You know, and and, is, and how do you overcome it?
6: John, you know, you just hit it on the head. I, I was before you finish that. I was going to make that point. What what the what the leftists have done, uh, and and then just say this: uh, it's not the white supremacist has been our issue. It's been the black elitists. It's been those who've been in a position, and in the past it was a big deal to be called Uncle Tom and all that stuff. That's, that's how they kind of kept people corralled in. We have, a, we have a society now. We have a people that's beginning to realize it's no big deal. I mean, call us whatever you want to call us. As long as we love our country, our family, our God, and we move, want to move our community moving forward, call us whatever you want to call us. Those days are done. And so we're, we're at a point now where you see more and more black conservatives stepping up saying, I used to be this, I'm not anymore, and why they're doing it. And as we have these kind of conversations, in the end, the black community wins along with the rest of our country as we have the right conversations about, about what we've done together and, uh, and, and what the Democratic Party has actually done against us. They've been the greatest menace to the black community since the days of slavery.
3: Well, now, and the other thing here, again, from a from a white guy's perspective, uh, and we're talking to Burgess Owens, he's the author of a book, uh, Why I Stand, former NFL cornerback, also uh, author of the book, uh, Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Weenies, uh, Winers, Weenies, and Wimps. Um, uh, if it's, it's been firmly established now that Donald Trump is a racist. If the media have... have determined that that's the case uh, they don't not everybody comes out and says it but uh you have you have especially black uh politicians like maxine waters just blatantly just calling him a racist um and so it's and, and now and you see videos of, of somebody wearing a maga hat getting beaten up uh, by some black kids because they've now become convinced that if you support donald trump uh, you, you're, if you're black, you're, there's something wrong with you. You're, you're a, a traitor. But if you're white, it's obviously because you're racist. How do you overcome that?
6: Well, it, it comes down to this. The, the great thing about what uh, President Trump is doing, he's putting in policies that help we the people. You see, the days of, of having black policies and white policies Italian policies, those days are done. At the end of the day, if Americans begin to get, have more jobs, they have a, better, a greater hope for the future. Their kids are getting better schools. And, and we're having conversations that, that in the past we were not having. To have a black conservative like myself and many others out there telling the truth the way we are and as bold as we are is breaking down those barriers. It's letting, lot allowing people to think outside that plantation that we've been put on for all these decades. So the, the, the truth is coming out. The most important thing. And this is why the, that's what, the, this is why the left love to keep us dumb. Uh, and so I meant, I made this point in the testimony. 75, 75 percent. Of the black boys in the state of California cannot pass standard reading and writing tests. That's not by accident. It's not because of our black skin we can't educate ourselves. It's because of the policies that, that liberals put in place to keep the black community dumb, ignorant, and emotional. So we don't have these kind of conversations of critical thinking and wondering and, at, and looking at our history and seeing what the good's come out of it and, who, and, and who's been the genesis of the, of the bad. So we have to educate ourselves. As a matter of fact, let me just say this, John. Um, Booker Washington was a great, great American. Did a great, a great amount of things for the Black community back in the early 1900s. Uh, he, he, the foundation he put together was four foundations. It was head, heart, hands, and home. it came down to education, uh, compassion, and service, uh, hands, which were uh, enterprise and, and freedom, uh, enterprise and, and, and entrepreneurship, and home was family. We get back to those four foundational. Uh, fundamental foundation, and we will actually be in good shape as a country across the board, because in applying that to any culture, we win at the end of the day.
3: And how much is uh, political correctness holding uh, blacks back? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you saw it today, and as as a former pro-athlete, you'll relate to this. Uh, The NBA now is basically moving toward no longer referring to the owners of the teams as owners. They're going to use the word governor because some players have said that because of you know how it's it's uh, uh, it recalls slavery to, to refer to them as owners and they don't want to be owned. Is that is there too much yeah. stuff uh, too much time wasted on that kind of stuff?
6: Well, that's, that's called ignorance. Number one is um it's it's again the left trying to change a word that's very very positive. We want we all want to own. Mm-hmm. We want we want to own property. We want to own ourselves. We want to own businesses. And to say you own a business now it means all the employees. It's ridiculous. But that's the way the left does. Uh, you know, we're talking about Marxism and socialism. They hate capitalism. They would love to change the narrative that capitalism is bad. So for these young players, not to understand that they are working for a company, not working for a— they work for a company, and these owners own the company. And and, and, and they're going to find out that at some point, uh, if they don't act right, those, quote, governors or owners will fire them. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, they have to understand that it. It'll be great for them to be one-day owners. So, if, you know, it it is convoluted in terms of how these guys think. And if we try to make any common sense out of it, it'll it'll drive you nuts, meowdy John. So we just have to you know take it for what it is and, and, and recognize it doesn't make any sense.
3: Well, believe me, Burgess, that that it'll get it'll get a lot of play in the media and the sports media will no longer refer to them as owners. I can guarantee you that. They'll be governors. They, yeah, well, did, I, they won't do
6: it. Yeah, well, every, time, every, every single time they get on the uh, opportunity to say it was, I will say owners. I want, I want the black community to understand that ownership is where it's at. If you want to have control of your life, take risks. Figure out how to have people like you to come back to, to, to take your services. Uh, like what you're doing right now, John. I, I, everyone who's out there trying to make a, a difference and use their talents, they want to own something. And if you get away from that owning that process or owning your future – uh, you're gonna you always be enslaved by by someone uh, who is an owner of, of whatever you're doing. So uh, we need to need to need to to get smart and and not not you know not not follow the stuff that these guys are pushing at us right now. Um, I, I
3: I really wish that you could say what you just said on uh, ESPN tonight or somewhere because I, I have a feeling it's <laughs> not too many people. And again, from from a, a former black athlete, it means a lot. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how many calls you're going to get for your opinion on this. I I hope you get a few though. Um, well, thank you so much. Yeah. So you you uh, you grew up in the deep South in the '60s. Uh, you were a teenager when the Civil Rights Act was passed. So how did that shape the way you feel now? And were you you mentioned you were a Democrat, but you're always a conservative because because it, it is possible to be that. Yes, and, and, and
6: it is actually. I grew up as conservative. We. We had conservative values, uh, our, our entire race had conservative values. That's why we were leading the country in terms of the growth of the middle class, leading the country in terms of percentage of, 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 entrepreneurs, percentage of men committed to marriage. All those things were conservative values, but we thought the Democratic Party was, was our friend. Uh, and that's because that's, that's what prop, that's the propaganda that they pushed at us. And they're using black elitists like Maxine Waters and John Lewis to, to perpetrate those ideas. But, but in the day, what I remember most, and that's why our history is so important. We cannot elect, allow them to steal our history. I look back 50 years. I see who we were then. We were segregated. I had no white friends. Uh, we, we, we never met in, in any place. And when we did meet, it was always a, a contentious process to where we now have a country that looks at each other inside out, not outside in. The so a country that, that elected a black president for eight years. And yet we still have these racist black people and whites who want to divide us by having us look back over 200 years ago and try to convince us in some kind of way we owed, we owed them something. So, uh, you know, the great thing about our history is that every single generation shows that we look to find our better selves. That's who we are. It's in our DNA. And we'll continue to do that as long as we, we adhere and hold on to the with some values that's made us such a unique country.
3: Is pushing for reparations, though, a, a smart political move by Democrats <laughs> still? Will it help them keep no. 90 to 95 percent of the black vote uh, in the next presidential no. election?
6: No, no, they, they've lost. They lost their ninety-five percent vote. They, they've already lost that, and this is going to going to move it faster when people begin to realize how 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 leftist these people are. The only way they're going to make up for the loss of black the black people leaving, black people leaving their their uh, their plantation, is by open borders, and that's why there's so uh, uh, so much of a tizzy to make sure they bring as many illegals, non american people who don't understand our culture, have no love for our country to come in and give them the the, the ability to vote because it's all about their power. They want their power, so they don't mind using, abusing, discarding the black community. And what they're doing now is only they can only attract a subset, a very small subset, those who truly feel bad for themselves, blame the white people, uh, are racist, don't know know their education, don't know how to to read and write and think. That's a small subset they're going after. They want to get that. But anybody else they can bring across the border, and that's uh, that's what they're going to they're gonna try to get their their 2020 votes in.
3: What is the big switch, Burgess? <laughs> the big switch. Oh my goodness! That that was uh, <laughs> talked
6: about. Marcus when uh, We understand. You understand what the Democratic Party has done throughout the last century. KKK uh, segregation Jim Crow um, 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 all, all the negatives that impact our. Our, our race. All of a sudden, supposed in the 60s, according to the big switch, the Democrats decided to become Republicans, and Republicans decided to become Democrats all within 10 years. So now it's the Republican Party that is now the racist party, because some kind of way all the bad guys switched over to become Republicans. What, what we have to understand is that the Republican Party started off as the only party with anti slavery. was also a party in which, when they, they talk about the KKK, KKK lynch 4,700 people in their history. 1,300 of them were white Republicans. So, no, Republicans had no no reason to infiltrate the Democratic Party. Uh, Republican Party, uh, and I'll say this, I am a conservative first. If the party, the, if the Republican Party decide to go become very liberal and progressive, I'll be the first to leave it. I'm all about conservatism, about American way, about everything that's made our country great, which is God, country, and family. And we understand that, uh, then then those values will keep us on the right track and keep us moving together as we the people to be the greatest country can continue to be the greatest country in the history of mankind.
3: Hey last question and I only have about a minute left. And uh have you considered running for office? <laughs> I know you're all, I you're getting old like me, but you know, you're not too old.
6: <laughs> I haven't I'm, I'm I'm an entrepreneur to my heart at this point. I know this discussion that has come up a couple of times but as of now uh, I'm focused on, on uh I have a, a, a site, uh, Second Chance for You, with the number four uh, dot org. That's where my focus is, helping their, you know, young kids coming out of the system to to have their second chance and become the real uh, advocates for our American Way. So yeah. That's where my, my future is at, at, at this point.
3: And become a an owner of something. There we go. Ownership. <laughs> the bottom line.
6: That's the true American Way. Own something, my friends, including your your future and your lives. Let's get that done with.
3: Hey Burgess, I, re- I really appreciate you being on and uh great stuff and uh, keep up the good work, man. I really really uh, enjoy having you. John, let's do
6: it again, friend, my friend. As all as right. as possible, all right?
3: We'll look forward to it. All right, thank Take you. Care, we'll be right Bye-bye. back. Storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Stagerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and, of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new... You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at pittsburgh.com Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at pittsburgh.com That's Pittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Stagerwald Show. Pittsburgh.com.
1: What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12th grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example, wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12th through grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at ourpcs.org.
3: That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. Have you heard the crack of the bat? The cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stigerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see these stunning plans for the 9500 square foot playground and state of the art ADA compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity.
5: Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night, or just trudging through each day but not really enjoying your life? I'm a counselor with faithful counseling, and that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com it's time to talk to someone who can help go now to try faithfulcounseling.com it's so easy to get started and your first week is free go now to try faithfulcounseling.com this is the john steigerwald show on am 1250
0: the answer
3: so here's the headline bernie sanders quote we must pay off student debt to stay true to our liberal values of not taking personal responsibility for anything Washington, D.C. Bernie Sanders announced he would pay off all $1.6 trillion in student debt if elected president, quote, so that we can stay true to our liberal values of not taking personal responsibility for anything. What kind of nation do we want to be, he asked, a crowd gathered around him as he exited a local Denny's. Do we want to be a nation that asks people to work hard and take responsibility for themselves? The crowd booed, and Bernie wagged his finger. That's right, we don't. We want to be a nation that remains true to itself, a nation where you can borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars and expect other people to pay for it. That's what this nation is all about. That's uh, from Babylon B, by the way. B.com, <laughs> B-A-B-Y-L-O-N-B-E-E.com. B-A-B-Y-L-O-N-B-E-E, uh, dot com. That's perfect. Beautiful. And speaking of that, if you visit the John Stagerwald Show website at johnstagerwaldshow.com, we have a little survey going on. Uh, what you do is you go up and click the surveys and contests link at the top left corner on the website there, and you can uh, win four tickets, two or four Pirates tickets. Um, they we're uh, asking a question. The survey is uh, about, well, they are asking a couple of questions, but it's a survey about student loan debt forgiveness. That's why I wanted to make sure that you heard what Bernie, but actually this is funny because BabylonB.com uh, is obviously a satire um, site. But this sounds like it could actually be a quote from Bernie Sanders. <laughs> we we want to be, we, uh, we don't want to be a nation that remains true to itself. We want to be a nation that remains true to itself, a nation where you can borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars and expect other people to pay for it. That's the least you can expect in this great country of ours. Unbelievable. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.
0: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250
3: The Answer, and Salem
0: Media Group.